This is the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Howdy, friends. You're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour. If you missed any portions of it, go to FrontierFreedomRadio.com. FrontierFreedomRadio.com. It is a strategic priority of Colorado Christian University to impact our culture in support of compassion for the poor. Now, I know what my listeners probably just went, compassion for the poor. It's another government program. We're creating a dependency class. We have people living in tents under overpasses out in the open. And I think that's exactly why we need to have compassion for the poor, because what our government leaders have set up is allows people to wallow in drug use. I mean, sleeping in a tent is fine if you're going camping with your family. That should not be an acceptable way to live downtown. And it seems like our government officials have just said, well, uh, we don't really care. And it kind of comes out of this. Maybe I'm going back to Yoram Hazoni. I'm reading his book now on conservatism, where he says kind of the rational, liberal approach from post-World War II all the way through kind of the mid-90s was, well, government's just going to allow you to do whatever you want as long as you don't hurt other people. And we as Christians go, well, there's a human flourishing. There's a natural law. There's a way that God has set up this world and wallowing in a tent addicted to drugs is not what God intends for that human being. And when that human being is created by God and has the image of God and God created them with a purpose and a plan and they're not fulfilling that, that is not compassionate public policy. And that's where our state has left us. And that's where California has left their residents. That's where these leftist ideas lead is to government dependency. It is not compassionate. It is broken. And there are a group of center-right people working on this, the Social Capital Campaign. Go to socialcapitalcampaign.com, socialcapitalcampaign.com. We're talking with Chris Bolivant. He's the director of this effort. They've got a great lineup of people like Rick Santorum. Ian Rowe, that are working on this. Chris, you have a paper out. You were getting into some of the ideas and uh, the uh, solutions you guys are proposing right as we hit the commercial break. So I'm going to turn it back over to you. You guys are, what are some of the ideas? What are some of the solutions you you all are proposing to deal with the poverty problems we're dealing with in this, with this country? Yeah, cheers, Jeff. Well, I was really shocked in this paper that Abby McCloskey wrote for us. She's based in Texas because she she identified research that um, one in four mothers go back to work two weeks after giving birth um, in America, which in my mind is like is quite an intense figure. That's quite a difficult thing to achieve. Um, and a lot of that is out of financial necessity. A lot of people are scared of losing their jobs um, and so they have to go back to work. And then childcare is like massively expensive. But we want to make sure that people are able to sort of bond with their infant. You don't have to be, you shouldn't just have to be rich just to be able to like bond with your infant. So we're recommending um, a paid family leave program, uh, which might sound like a scary government program, but there's a, a lot of appetite amongst the public that if there is going to be a big government spend, it should be to support families, especially in those really expensive, emotionally exhausting early years which is so critical for getting a kid off to a good start. So we're suggesting uh, something like a paid family leave. Because actually, one of the things that's interesting, I also didn't know this, 
is that as a share of GDP spend, if we want to refocus some of what the federal government's doing to work, um, only the American government spent a really low amount as a share of its GDP on supporting families. In fact, there's only two other developed countries that spend less than the United States, and that's Mexico and Turkey. Every other developed country puts more than um, that, you know, their government money if they're going to do a program towards assisting young families. So we're suggesting that a paid family leave would just give that sort of breathing room that someone is, uh, who's doing cleaning jobs or they're working in fast food, they, they, they know that they've got a job, that they can have a, it's, it's not a crisis. Because I don't know if you know this, Jeff, I'm sure many of your listeners do, but 75% of abortions are now performed for women in poverty or low income. It didn't used to be that way, but now it's, it, there's lots, lots of reasons why people choose to have an abortion, but it looks like now it's financial pressure. So we're suggesting that post uh, Dobbs, we should have something like a paid leave that just gives a bit of a cushion and space and time for young families as they set out. We're talking with Chris Bolovant of the, the director of the Social Capital Campaign. Chris, I'm going to push you a little bit on paid family leave and, and feel free to uh, push right back. So you, you generally had the free market responding to the desire that parents wanted to have some type of paid leave. At least we saw this here in Colorado. You had some uh, companies that were providing very general uh, generous paid family leave options, so uh, including uh, paid leave for the father as well. So that bonding is important. And I think, you know, the, the, the liberals have gotten into this weird ro- world where um, the, the highest achievement you can have in life is a very successful career. And I've, I've noticed, especially young conservatives kind of mm-hmm. coming up going, I don't think that that's the end game. I don't want to spend 60 years of my life checking footnotes uh, in legal briefs and then get to the end of it and go, that was a successful, fulfilling life. There's got to be more to life than that. And if adding a family is critical. So, um, but, but we saw businesses start to respond and go, okay, uh, we're, we're going to offer a generous paid family leave portion. And then we saw other businesses start to compete with that. And so the free market seemed to be solving that problem. And then in Colorado, a few years ago, we ended up with this ballot initiative that came in and it just set a ceiling on everything, kind of like minimum wage, where you go, rather than allowing businesses to compete freely and and allow the market to work, we've now created this one size fits all standard for paid family leave in Colorado that I, I don't think is, is ever going to really thrive and, and now businesses just have to meet a basic standard as opposed to compete for workforce. So is a national paid family leave program just going to do that? Is it it's going to take this out of the free market and just basically create a, a ceiling that's not very high and going to not, uh, not allow flourishing to take place? Mm. Yeah, well, I think at the minute, when you look at sort of those who are on low incomes and, and low-skilled jobs, I think I my I wonder if they're bearing too much of the cost that allows people to make profit. Certainly on those companies that are providing lavish healthcare and amazing, you know, paid family leave, um, they're usually like the big tech companies or sort of like massive corporations who have stacks of money, um, or perhaps and they have federal contracts. But those those where those margins are less, you know, it's less so. So I think. That's for me is a worry about if we if a paid family leave type policy isn't implemented, is the rich you've already got great jobs, really good education, solid families, extended families, really good community, um, 
And then on top of that, they've got amazingly lavish healthcare benefits and they can take, you know, they can have a child and it's not a financial crisis that doesn't go in their life. Um, that, you know, th- they just have more, you know, it's that, those who have more are getting more. Whereas those who have less, this, my, this is my concern. Amongst, say, for example, in this paper, we were talking about Hispanics. The Hispanics are seeing a huge drop off in their marriage rates. Um, they're seeing an increasing amount of um, children who are born outside of, of wedlock. There's a lot of cohabitation. And similarly, they're seeing a huge drop off in church attendance rates. So they are sort of beginning to mirror sort of the behavior that's around them. So we're thinking, well, we don't want paid leave to be something that allows, uh, that cripples the free market, but actually something that strengthens it. If you think about, you know, someone who's, um, uh, you know, in a family and it's kind of like really touch and go, having a child can be like make or break. And so that person that ended up in a tent in Denver um, on drugs, you know, because I've worked with tons of charities and this is loads of nonprofits where that's exactly the sort of person they're working with. And time and time again, the chief executive of that small nonprofit will say, well, it was because the dad left the house, left the family, you know, when they were a kid. It was a sort of family breakdown. And um, and then it really diminishes someone's sort of life opportunities when they're in that sort of a situation. And so we want to make sure that that is eliminated as much as is possible. So un- some of that undue pressure is taken off uh, families who are starting out. So I think that, and that, you see, creates, and tell me what, from a free market perspective, Having children growing up and having solid families, getting off to a good start, um, they uh, so some suggest you know you pull your social security early so it's um, trust neutral. You're going to have better customers because they're going to be less addicted, less unstable. They're going to have more savings. They're going to have more capital assets if they've got good social capital. So we want to make sure that people who want to achieve the American dream are able to do it. And if that means a little bit more help at the beginning, then I think we we would be up for it. So I think he, we think, reckon it's a good idea. We're talking with Chris Bolivanta, the social capital campaign. They're looking at alternatives to just kind of these government programs that uh, that haven't helped poverty. As the Heritage Foundation mm-hmm. points out, we've spent three and a half times more than we have on all the wars combined in America, and we haven't moved the federal poverty rate. Well, uh, Chris, here in Colorado, Governor Polis is touting the fact that we have now all access, free, full day preschool for people that want to take care of it, uh, take advantage of that. And you have uh, families that can now do that so you can get back into the workforce. And I think what conservatives mm-hmm. are pushing back on is going, well, we think it would be better if they're at home with mom or dad or exactly, uh, yeah. preferably both. And, and we've got to come up with ideas and solutions. It's not just a government program, uh, but, but getting the government out of the way, in some cases, to encourage that to take place. Because, the and, and as Chris aptly pointed out, and, and Ben Sass does in his book as well, the wealthy elite kind of do that. They live like social conservatives. Ben Sass calls it, they, they walk right and talk left. So they all talk about kind of leftist liberal programs, but then they actually kind of live like social conservatives. They have stable families. A mom or a dad will likely be at home raising and developing those children. And then, uh, meanwhile, they're out there creating these massive kind of leftist government programs. We're up against another break. We're going to continue this conversation because we are committed to actually solving these poverty problems in our community. So stick around. We'll be right back after these messages.